As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. Because this is for the last. This is for the last. This is Reformed Raza. Reformed Raza. And we are back. My name is Martin Velasquez alongside... We're back. We're back. This is Pastor Vic once again. And... This is Justin. And as you can tell, we have all of our audio fixed. Praise God. You can actually hear me this Dang. time. <laughs> Whoa. It's been a much struggle, but we thank you for enduring with us. Enduring? Nice. That sounds pretty good. Sounds like a segue. <laughs> it sounds like a topic we should talk about right now. But on the real, we thank you for uh, enduring with us. And uh, I know our, our audio quality hasn't been the best, but here we are. Look at us now. We're growing, right? <laughs> yes, sir. And then grow as we grow. There you go. And so here we are uh, back at it again. And uh, we're here today talking about the in. Endurance of the believer. What y'all got to say about that? Not much, I see, but <laughs> I think it's a topic that uh, every Christian should be um, able to understand that the endurance of one's faith is what's going to preserve him. Not only the 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 one the person's faith but the object of our faith is what we're pointing to which is god himself amen endurance is a necessity and it's something that well basically it'll it'll be the fruit of our salvation at the end because mm -hmm. the only way we will endure is by the salvation we have received and by the grace that we have come to to really just grasp and hold on because You'll, you you could tell who is a Christian by the one that endures. Amen, amen. So when I think about endurance, I think about the perseverance of the saints, that those who are in Christ, those who are believers, they, wear, they will persevere until the end, until the day of Jesus Christ, because ultimately God is the one that has them in their hands. And why is his name Jesus? Because he will save his people from their sins. And so we are in Christ. That means he is for us and not against us. So although the world may come against us, although every trial, tribulation may come against us, we, are, we have the, the one, the Almighty on our side, Jesus as our mediator, the Father on our behalf. So come at me, bro. What's up? <laughs> well, when I think about endurance... Uh I was thinking about patiently waiting, uh, mm -hmm. not not for the blessings of the car or the blessings of the house that I'm going to get. So you're not waiting for your breakthrough or what? No, no, no. <laughs> what, what do you mean? The movie or? <laughs> no. I'm going to start That's horrible. No, <laughs> no, I'm talking about endurance and patiently waiting. I'm, I'm talking about patiently waiting for the promise of God. Um, reconciliation, uh, being back with the Father. Uh, enduring in, in enduring in, in, in everything uh, throughout the trials, tribulations, to focus on that main thing, which is Jesus Christ, and um, uh, the 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 redemption of uh, 
not just of course the soul but also the, the body uh going back to to the way God originally made it to be and enduring through the pain enduring through the trials and patiently waiting for God that's what I think about endurance um, all right well talking about endurance is there a uh I guess a how-to for us as Christians when it comes to endurance. Is there like a how-to endure? Is there a uh, steps that we need to take in order to, to endure as a Christian? Or, or should it just flow from us? Or what, what are your guys' thoughts on that as far as endurance? I think as much as we try to motivate um, someone to endure and to hang on, which is a very good thing that we should do as brothers. Exactly. And the Lord is encourage and 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 point our our struggling brothers and sisters to the Lord. But I think ultimately that's just the work of God. <laughs> it's something that just God is doing in that person. You know what I mean? There's only some things that only God, the Holy Spirit, will be able to 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 take you through. You know, I can encourage you know my 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 brother and sister to to remain faithful to abide in Christ. But it's just ultimately a, a sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit is what's happening there. And, and all we can do is just, you know, pray for for that person and just let the Spirit do its work. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think through that, it, be, it comes uh, obviously through the power of God. And I believe that we got to do our part as well, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. re- remain abiding in, in prayer, in the Word of God, renewing our minds and being faithful to what we were called to. And... Uh, uh, and abiding, abiding in the Word of God, which is most important, is prayer, Word of God, staying connected with God. Mm-hmm. As we, uh, as He abides in us, we abide in Him, because without Him, as the Scripture says, we are, we are, we can't do nothing without Him. Yeah. But yeah. with Him, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Not saying that's a mindset thing or anything. No, that's just God's going to give us the strength each and every day, because um, His mercies are new every, every morning. Whether you abound or you're a base or you're. And the ups and the downs can do all things through Christ. Remember, it's through Christ. <laughs> through Christ. <laughs> yeah, man. And so, um, Jesus said it like this. In this life, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And how he said, it's through Christ. Because he has overcome. He has overcome our number one disease that every human being suffers from. The, the problem that every human has, which is sin, he has overcome the number one thing that was that was keeping us enslaved, mm-hmm. and he set us free from our bondage, and now that we're free in Christ and he's walking with us, or we are walking with him, he's uh, taking us literally by the hand. I like how situation. you said. It. I like how you said earlier that. We can encourage our brother. We could uh, guide him through all the steps on enduring and, and how to endure. But at the end of the day, it is only the work of Christ yeah. in us. It is the work of the Spirit. Because even in the Scriptures, Paul makes it very clear that, you know, yeah, you, you could be under um, Apollos. You could be under Paul himself. But at the end, ultimately, is God is bringing growth in us. And, and I've seen both sides of that, where people in the church, you know, being a leader in the church, we have people come and go. Yeah. And, and we see that. And, and there will be brothers that come that, that we feel like, man, they're, they're, they're going to make it, you know, because they're, they're so on fire. They're, they're, they're so into the things of God. They're coming. And, and, and we've even seen brothers that, that come, you know, or lowly and hard or, 
or they, they are a little downcasted. And, and you know, we encourage them. We, we, we try to uplift them. We, we bring them the scriptures. We pray with them. And, and they end up just leaving. Both sides, not 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 just the one that's that's lowly, but even the ones that get pumped up. Sometimes they they're sometimes they're the first ones to leave. Yeah, and and it's and it's just one of those things where we, where we look back and we like, man, it has to be only the working of God because I encourage both of these men in both the same way, and still they end up both leaving. And, and you know what? There will be those that do endure and stay, and that's encouraging to see that. And 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 just going back to what Paul said that just. It, it it is God that brings the growth. Yeah, and it's ultimately it goes back to what Jesus said about you know He is the true vine, and He cuts mm-hmm. off the He prunes off the branches that that are not are not producing fruit. You know He He cuts them off. You know what I mean? So we can have confidence in that even if people do leave the church because we're a small church, so it's not like we're a mega church and we don't notice people coming in and out. No, right here, you're going to be noticed. If you come over here, we're going to know, you know, if, if you've remained or not. But it's ultimately, it's a, it's a pruning that comes from God. And we have to praise God even for that, you know what I mean? That he takes away the branches that are not, you know, producing fruit. And you know what? That, that's actually a, a good thing when you think about it because what did Jesus say? What we were talking about the other day, that he will build his church. Yeah, and that's in Psalms uh, 127. Psalm he's, he, he's building his church, and what Jesus told Peter, that on this confession, he will he will build his church, the confession of the believers, and we confess him as Lord, mm-hmm. and those that who, he, that do not, he, he prunes them out, he takes them away. Why? Because we're his bride, and he keeps his bride pure, he keeps his bride holy, he protects his flock from any intruders, from the wolves. And ultimately, you know, he takes them out. And so we got to look at it like that, man, on the on the on the bigger scale that even, you know, it it, it sucks to, to see, you know, people that were were here for a while. We, we, we established a relationship with them and we went a little bit through it with them. But then they ultimately end up leaving. It's sad on our end, but we got to look at the bigger perspective of things that it's God ultimately pruning his church and and chiseling out the the the. The people that are not really for him, so yeah, and, because church is for the believers, man. When you think about it, you know, I mean, church is for for people that want to worship God. And we're not saying that you know the people that end up leaving the church will never be saved; that they will never come uh, to come to faith. I mean, we don't know their lives; we we don't see the end of their life, and and you know, who knows that God, you know, a year. Two five years later, that God. Well, yeah, even, even Paul gives directions to the church to pull out people, in, you know, that, that are sinning yeah. in sexual immorality. He says, "Deliver them to Satan, that you know, that they may be they may be saved at yeah. the end." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So ultimately, that, that's what's going down. That it's, yeah, it's for that purpose. You know what I mean? So, so what's the question you have for us today, Martin? So first of all, let me establish a little. Foundation before we get to that. Alright. In John chapter 16, Jesus says to the disciples, this whole, you know, I, as I was studying this, it gave me a different perspective. <laughs> we were talking about endurance and perseverance of the saints. Because when Jesus talks to his disciples, you know, right before he's about to be crucified, you know, we, we look at John chapter 16 and then John chapter 17 where he's praying in the garden. John 16, he, 16 1 starts off by saying, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. (laughs) 
he 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 was being real with his disciples in in John chapter fifteen. Where he's talking about you know that's what he's talking about. You know he's a the he is a the vine and we are the branches and talking about you know if the world hates you, you know don't be surprised because they hated me first. And he is a he is he is a true vine, you know, and things like that. But then he goes to sixteen and he, and he says these things I told you to keep you from falling away. And then he, then he talks about the promise of the Holy Spirit. And then I think it's interesting that he says in verse, in verse 12, he goes, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father is mine, therefore I said to you. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So he says, I have many things to say to you, but not right now. <laughs> it's only through, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to have to go through this process when he, he gets betrayed and, and ultimately crucified. You know, we, we know that the believers, as, pre, as predicted in, in the book of Psalms, that you know, my, my flock have scattered. My sheep have scattered away. He's talking about disciples running away. But they had to go through that in order to come out stronger on the other end. They had to endure that time of suffering, especially Peter. We look at Peter. He denied Jesus three times. But then we see that Jesus tells him if he loved him three times, he restores him. And ultimately, he... he he goes hard for the Lord in the book of Acts, but he had to endure that time of testing. Did he fail? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he did. And I would say that Peter sinned. Peter sinned in the, in the fact that he denied, denied Christ. But that does not mean that ultimately he was lost. Because in the first John it says that, that there is sin that is not unto death. So even though when we're going through it, we might think that we're we're failing or that we're just not that we're done. I messed up. I didn't endure like I should have and now there's no hope for me. See that's we gotta recognize that that Jesus is our mediator. <laughs> he's 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 fighting for us, man. Yeah, we're gonna mess up and we're gonna fall short. Of course. That's why we need him. That doesn't mean that you, you get knocked down. What what, what does the proper say? Although the righteous man falls seven times, seven times he get back back up. But the foolish man stays down. So that so we know that that God is ultimately preserving us. He's where we persevere because He preserves us. That's that's what we need to recognize tonight. That no matter what comes at us, God is for us, and He's not against us. Victor? Uh, no, no, yeah. Uh, right, right when you said that, that, that reminds me of Romans chapter 8, actually. Yeah. Which uh, brings me to something that, that I want to say, because remember I said that endurance for me means patiently waiting. Yeah. And uh, if, you, if you look at Romans 8, you, you, you look at it all. Paul, Paul, is actually, Paul says it in the beginning. He says, uh, my sufferings don't compare to the, to the glory that shall be revealed. Yep. 
It, it will be revealed. And then he goes throughout the whole scripture and he says how creation itself is, is, is under a curse. Yeah. And that even creation itself groans and, and uh, for, the, for the longing of God to come back. Our bodies are groaning because, I mean, to endure, you got to go through some pain. Yeah. To endure, you got to go through some sufferings, failures. And, uh, and you feel it within you. You say, God, how long? Forgive me. And, uh, you know, uh, this body of flesh. And um, so Paul's uh, Romans 8, he's, he's basically talk, talking about that longing to be redeemed from everything, from the curse. And uh, I'm going to read this real quick. Handle. I'm going to read this real quick. Uh, Colossians chapter 1. In verse 15, because, again, we're talking about endurance and how are we to endure. Hebrews tells us this, to, to endure the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Amen. In other words, he's the initiator. He's the one that gave us the salvation, and he will bring to completion what he has started in you. That's if he has started a great work in you, he will if. bring it to completion <laughs> because that's if. God right there. Again, yeah, yeah if. He has started. If he has started, yeah. he will complete it. <laughs> and with that, the believer can be assured that God will finish what he started. Amen. That's and right. so Colossians chapter one, verse 15 says this, Paul says this, he is the image of the invisible God talking about Jesus, the firstborn of all creation for by him, all things were created both in the heavens and on earth. Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body, the church. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. So what, what's, what's scripture telling us right there? That Jesus is, it's all about Jesus. Yeah. We fix our eyes on him. He is the initiator. He is the perfecter. Without him, it all falls apart. And if scripture says right there that he may have the first place. Yeah. And the ultimate um, goal while we're here in this life enduring is uh, Romans chapter 8, 28, uh, chapter 8, verse 28. Well, we all like to say that all things work together for the good. And, and they are for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. But later on in scripture, it says that you may be conformed to the image of Christ. And so that, that, that's what we are to do, to fix our eyes on Jesus, knowing that he will uh, fulfill his purpose in us, which, which is to be more like Christ through the trials, through the enduring, through the chiseling and making us more like Jesus Christ. But to endure, we, we put our eyes on him. We put him first because without him, it all falls apart. And let me continue reading. For it was the father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him and through him to re reconcile all things to himself. Have you made peace? Through the blood of his cross, through him I say, whether things on earth or things on heaven. So this is a, basically the gospel right there in a the little, yeah. the little paragraph that Jesus took that, 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 that sacrifice, that punishment that we should have gone so that we can be reconciled back to him through his blood. And let, let me get to the point right now that I was getting at. And although you were formerly alienated, alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds... Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. And here's the key verse right here about endurance. If indeed you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed. So again, the whole thing about endurance is we fix our eyes on Jesus 
what he has done, what he continues to do in our lives. Because uh, every day uh, we're going to fall in some way. But that's why we continue in the things of God. So when we fail, we go back to, to God. I think the trials and tribulations is really going to separate you from the goat and the sheep. Yeah. Because a person who goes through it, he goes back to the world. I mean, we're talking about people that, that you know, that leave the church mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and uh, the, the, like you've been saying, God is going to keep his sheep. I mean, yeah, you know, there's going to be temptations, whatever, but ultimately the believer is going to come back to God because God is going to keep him. So if you continue firmly established in the faith, growing stronger through the trials and through the tribulations and all that, because in those times of trials, you have two options. One, go to the world, give into your temptations, or two, cling on to God. Mm-hmm. Get Amen. into prayer. Get into the word. So if you continue in those things, you will endure because God is right there. And as we've been speaking, abide in Christ and he will abide in you. Without him, you can't do nothing, but through Christ, we can do all things that he calls us to do. Amen, amen. And man, it's such a sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit when, when you think about it. So it's such a spiritual thing that, that really has to take, take place. Because um, only, only through going through a certain situation does you know, God, the Holy Spirit, really shows us and bring us closer to God. You know how earlier I was saying that. There, Jesus told his disciples, there's certain things, there's many things I want to tell you, but not right now. They had to wait on the Holy Spirit to be empowered, and then he wanted to show them more. Mm-hmm. You know, So they had to wait, they had to go through what they went through, to only to be empowered in the end by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we forget about the real power of the Holy Spirit. You know, and like when we always bring up the Holy Spirit, I always had to say, I'm not talking about convulsing on the floor or speaking babblings and stuff like that. I'm talking about a real sanctifying work of the Spirit of, of God. You know, that, that, that the fruit that, that is produced is really that we're being molded and, and shaped into the image of Christ. Why? Because we are the clay and he is the potter and he's molding us, literally molding us. And through what he wants us to be. And what he wants us to be is made in Christ's image. So, yep. just the man. What you got? Well, I was, was going to say, just like how Victor said, when he was reading and how it says, if, if indeed you continue in the faith. Such a little word can cause such controversy, if. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in uh, the movie Hercules. I don't know if you've ever seen that, the cartoon movie. The Disney with, one? Yeah, with the two little uh, Hades little meat. Oh, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like, if. It is good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah. it, but it's, like, it's usually a good or bad yeah. thing. Oh, if. <laughs> <laughs> but like here, it's if indeed you continue in the faith. And, and how you said that like when, when, when trials and tribulation comes and when the endurance is tested, people will fall away and they go back to their old ways. Why? And it concludes in that scripture. And it goes on to say... If they were stable, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard. Yeah. So ultimately, when people shift their life direction, when they were once in church, now you find them otherwhere else. You could you could see that they have yet to hope to have that hope in the gospel because if they had that hope in the gospel, they would have remained. They may be low, they may be un, um down for a season, but their hope will still be there. They will still have the gospel as a core in, in, in wherever situation they're at. Whereas if they don't have that as their foundation, 
they, they would be lost. They would have fell. But there's also still, still uh, a chance for them to still get back up as we continue to, to show love and preach the gospel to each other. And that's where even Jesus said that even if a brother sins against you, to what first to, to bring to another brother to go to confront the man, and then, and then later it goes on to say that then, then you bring it to the church. Yeah. And if not, then you were to, then, then you were to, to act as if they were a non-believer. Yeah. Now, now you present them to the gospel, and it's almost like a full cycle. Yeah. But I, I like how, how you use that scripture, though. That the if indeed they were to continue in the faith, because we would continue because of the spirit, and obviously if someone's not continuing, the spirit has yet to be upon them, and if that's the case, then well they need to rehear the gospel, and and just like how we said in the first, that we never graduate from the gospel. That should be something we should continually be looking back at. I think that's a good point that you're making, because a lot of people like I've I've heard a lot when they say if basically means like emphasizing only human effort Mm -hmm. like it's really all upon you and if you fail you ultimately just they basically put you down you know what i mean and and i like the way you just put it right now that's good wording that if indeed is more like if the evidence of your salvation. Now we're talking about the fruit. The fruit. Reference back to episode three. Go check it out. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, that's that's pretty good. So have, have, having, do you guys have any more points to make? Well, I was going to add to handle to, handle to that 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 it is only the working of the spirit because yeah. later, later, um, in the New Testament, Jesus tells a parable of the wise builder mm. and how the builder will build on the foundation, and the the there foolish man he'll he'll build in sand. You won't see the difference until the trials come. When, when the trials come, the one that built it in the sand, well, it will be a great fall. Mm-hmm. Because they thought they built up to something, but yet they have yet to be founded on something that was solid and, and, and firm. But, but, and and I, was, I was talking to Martin the other day at work, and, and, and we're conversating on the phone. Because sometimes at work, I, I, I like to write down notes as, as they come and as I'm listening to, to sermons or, or however. But for some reason... I wasn't able to because I was driving, so I called up Martin and, and I was just sharing him what 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 was um, being spoken to me through the word and and through through different sermons and Amen. and one of the things that that came that came to my attention was that the wise builder is not us. Hmm. We aren't the ones building. Preach it. <laughs> the foundation is solely Christ. God is the builder. Damn. The foolish builder is us. We are Damn. the ones thinking that we could. We are the ones that, that we are the ones that think that we are the one building us up when ex- when in fact it is God that is building us up. God is the one that is bringing us to growth, which Paul states. And then when you go into Psalms one twenty seven, David goes on to say that it is the Lord that is building His house. And then when you go into the New Testament, Jesus says that upon this rock I, I will, build will build my church. And how we. Every, the, the foundation that is being laid is solely Christ. The building only comes from God. So we don't take any partake in that. And then, and then when we take that and we reference to the Old Testament, which, which is really important that if any of you don't read the Old Testament, really just yeah. read it. I mean, it is so good. I mean, 
Dude, most of the phrases that Jesus says are from like the Book of Psalms. Exactly. Have you noticed that? Everything that <laughs> the everything, Good Shepherd, the Door, everything. That's all Old if Testament you really reference. Think about it. All of New Psalms. Testament just just references to Old Testament. Really, the seven then, I am statements. That's all Old Testament. And if you're uh, familiar with the the life of King David, mm-hmm. you would know that you know he was a, a really good king. And up until his fall, right? What did he do? He sinned. He he slept with Bathsheba, and, mm-hmm. he, and, and he made plans to kill Uriah. And so later, God presents him the, 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 basically says that, you know what, David, because of this, you cannot build my temple. Because he is unholy. Dang. Because he has sinned. Right? His hands are dirty. How can something so sinful, how can something dirty build a holy temple for God? How can we as as people in the flesh build upon the foundation when Dang. we are still clothed in flesh? How can unholy build holy? And so then David gives the plans to his son Solomon to build it. Dang. Because God said that David cannot build it. And David doesn't want to go against God again. And so when we look at even just the, the themes from the Old Testament and bring it to today, how are we going to build onto spiritual things when we are, 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 are still clothed in our flesh? We Dang. still continue to sin. We still need the grace of God in order to move forward. So it was only wise that the, that the only person able to build upon us would be God. And so that's where I, I draw the conclusion from the endurance is that it is, it is solely the work of God that is building in us. The only thing that we have any partake, if, if that, is to abide, which, which Jesus tells us to do when he, when he goes on to the scripture in John, John 15, 1 to, I believe, 11. Yeah. When he talks about the vine and the branches and he says to abide. That is the only way, that is the only, if anything, that we have any partake in the building is to abide. Because when we abide, then then He will abide in us. Well, thank you for listening. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was some heavy stuff, man. That's no, good no, stuff but right you, there, had, you had a question before the podcast too. Where we go with this endurance? Uh, so having said that, which was really good, I give you props on that. Dude, that was that, that was, was all awesome. man. When, when, my when, when the Lord brought me that hair. word, damn. dude, I I. I I had I had to call Martin. I had to yeah, dude. To some way, so I wouldn't forget it. That was good, man. That was good stuff right there. So having said all of this, now let's shift. Let's take that what we just talked about, and now let's apply it to what's going on around us. So the culture that we're in, American culture, is very anti-God. It's very anti-Christian. What? So. How do we as believers endure a culture that is anti-God, that's anti-Christ? How do we now having, you know, we've already established this foundation that mm-hmm. God will preserve his church. And what you were talking about in the book of Colossians, and I was talking about the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. Now let's take that and let's take, let's broaden it to now this American scene that we currently find ourselves in that is very, very anti-God when it comes down to the music, TV shows, movies, commercials, everything is so, so just anti-God. It's so very liberal. It's, it's very, um, 
you can do anything, be anything. Doesn't matter what it is. The only thing that matters is that you feel good. The only thing that matters are your emotions. Doesn't matter what God has established. What it matters is your emotions. And we feed to this emotional need that people have as fallen creatures, I should mm-hmm. say, as sinful people. And it's not really giving us a solution. It's giving us basically uh, your whitewashing dead tombs. Huh. Dead people is what it is. Well, it's, it's almost like it, it's, it's what, what, do you, what do you call that when, when they say something when it doesn't really mean that? I don't know the word, but anyways, how how the culture is like be anything you want to be, but then when you want to be Christian and you want to stand for the things of God, all of a sudden you're coming against us. It's hate speech or or whatever it may be, because everything in the culture today is is basically anti, yeah, but basically anti Bible, anti God, anti Christ, in yeah. that sense. I was say even in the church, anti holy. Oh, and and that that goes on to another discussion yeah. about the church, but. For endurance. So, no, no, it goes along with endurance. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, let me read to you the scripture. Because now we're talking about our culture and uh, how uh, endurance affects it. Uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't describe that without referring to Matthew 24 when it talks about the end times. Oh, yeah. And it talks about uh, enduring through these times. And uh, let, me, let me read to you this. This portion right here. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many because lawlessness is increased. Most people's love will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. So that's why I brought that, that portion up about the church because yeah. even the church is, you know, the mega churches, they're preaching not Jesus. Nope. Uh-huh. They're preaching motivation. You can do it. And, you know, uh, you know, just declare to yourself in front of the mirror that you are this and you are that. And that's taking out Jesus right there, which remember Colossians, I was talking about focus your eyes on Jesus. So without Jesus, you're basically putting works upon your, yourself. And um, it's very dangerous. I'll yeah. say that it's very dangerous, but that's why scripture tells us to endure during these times for that Christian, for that remaining Christian. So that's why I brought that up. Well, yeah, it even goes, even just continues to go back to the, to the wise builder. Mm-hmm. Cause as we continue to believe these things that we are this, we are that, when the trials come, we come flat to our face and notice that, hey, we are not all that we say we are. And that the only way we can endure is because of Christ. So do you guys think that uh, mega, church, uh, mega church scene feeds into to the culture and kind of is, is uh, setting people up for like destruction or failure? I don't think they do it purposely. And honestly, I, I don't really know if... That is their goal. I think they're really convinced that they are really motivating people, but there are people that are doing it for a shameful gain. But that's not even what I want to talk about. I don't, I don't focus on that. I want to focus on as like believers enduring through the culture and enduring to the culture today. Because whether you go on YouTube, you see everywhere it's really anger towards us. As Christians, the word Christian, Christ, has become a profanity in the eyes of the world. You know what? I, I like how Paul Washer in one of his, uh, it wasn't even a sermon. It was, um, it was an interview that Paul Washer had. But anyways, in, in the interview, he goes on to say, nobody has a problem with, with any other religion except for, for Christianity. Mm-hmm. Why? 
because Christianity is the only one that will stand up for the truth. Yeah. Is the only one that will stand up and say, hey, you guys are doing it wrong. Yeah. And so that and so then 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 in today's culture when everybody's against the Bible, everybody's going for their own gain, everybody's trying to do something to to look good in front of other people. Basically they're 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 fulfilling uh, the book of Judges theme, right? Yeah. They do they do what is wise in their, in their own, own eyes. eyes. Yeah. And so when we stand against them as a Christian in today's culture and and we tell them that hey, what you're doing is wrong, what what the word of God says is this. Now all of a sudden we're the the bad guys, yeah, because we're standing for the truth. And also, it's one thing that Paul Shaw also said that that we're not gonna go down as noble people. Mm-hmm. Like our our when when real Christians get persecuted, is they're going they're going down as enemies of the state. They're going down as as people that are marked out as dangerous and destructive. Our, our falling in this world, according to this world, is not going to be anything noble. It's going to be something that very embarrassing, just how Christ died on the cross. Dude. Very, you know, I, I said this, you know, over the weekend that he, he, he died on the cross naked. You don't, you don't, you don't hear that these days. You, want, you know, we want to get a little bit deeper. It says that the cast lots for his clothing. He he was on that cross in front of his oh, in front of his mom, in front of his family members, and in front of his disciples, but naked, bloodied on a cross, and that's how he went down. And that's how we're gonna go down, <laughs> shameful in the eyes of the world. But we know that if we walk with Christ, we die with Christ. We resurrect with Christ. And we know the ultimate, when I, when I think about endurance, even in the culture, I think about the end game. No pun intended to Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> but I think about the, the result, which is eternal yeah. life. I think about Revelation 21, that we will be with our God. Our, the dwelling place of man has become with God. You know, and we'll be one with him just as Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane in John 17, that that his glory will be upon us. And that's, that's what we're working forward. So we are not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of it. We will be, be persecuted, but that's why it's important to, to abide, how you were saying earlier, to remain in him because those times will come. And those times are already here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's already been Christians been and even persecuted in America, you know? The bakers not being not not baking a cake for a homosexual wedding or our teachers standing up for the faith that they get fired or you know this with this whole LGBTQPZED the alphabet, yeah, the alphabet yeah. agenda that that they're really pushing, you know, they're really shoving it down our throats to really accept a lifestyle that 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 we know is sinful, and that that's the only lifestyle that that does that. You're not gonna hear no, no drug addicts say accept us as who we are, <laughs> or any gangsters stand up and say you need to accept our culture and stuff like that. No, <laughs> that would no. be funny. <laughs> yeah. to see that <laughs> homosexual, the the whole LGBT thing is the only one that that are really trying to shove it down us, and if we go against them. Which the Bible does call us not not to go against them, but to stand up for righteousness. We're standing yeah. up for what God, for God's holiness, for God's righteousness, 
and against all sin, not not just them, against all sin. Yeah. And we are marked out as enemies because we're hurting their feelings. And the know? scary part is in the portion in, in in John sixteen it says that and they will do these things because they have not known the Father. No, oh, I'm sorry. Before that, it says that whoever kills you will think he is offering yeah. service, service to God. God. Yeah. That's the yeah. scary part. Because they, they are so deceived now in, into the, this way of thinking that by killing those who stand up for the truth and for the faith, they think that they're, because they're deceived, they think they're doing it to God. And it doesn't say a God, lowercase, but it says God, capital yeah. G. They think, so if anything, it, it, is, it is almost like if, if it's, um, what do you call it? People who, who know somewhat of the scriptures but fall into that category of, 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 of trying to make peace with everybody, not standing for the truth, but instead being compromised of the faith a couple, and being deceived. Yeah. A couple of months ago, uh, it's with, with, within the last year or so, uh, Lady Gaga, she came against uh, Mike Pence's wife because uh, she, she's a teacher. She was a teacher at a, at a Christian school. Mm-hmm. And Lady Gaga got really, real upset because it was a Christian school, right? And so, this, they really—it was a real Christian school, and not just like a, one of those that say they're Christian but they're not. Yeah. But they really, you know, have biblical values. But and so they were not—not not that I don't like to say anti-gay or anything like that, but they just stand up for the biblical the truth. truth. Yeah. And so Lady Gaga said that she, she really dislikes Mike Pence's wife, that she, Lady, Lady Gaga is saying that she is a real Christian because she accepts everybody, no matter of their gender, religion, or anything. So now it comes down to, I'm really tolerant and accepting of everybody, and I don't judge them, and I don't hate nobody, and I'm, I can accept anybody as they are, so I'm more Christ-like than you. And that's how, you know, how you just said that anybody, you know, they're, they're, they'll kill you thinking that they're doing a service to God. They really do believe that, that, yeah. that they're really being more godly than us because everyone's tolerant except when they disagree with you. Now they're intolerant to those who disagree with you. Unless you agree with them, that's the only tolerance that there is. You have to be on our side. If not, we're, we're really intolerant towards you and so that that's that's what awaits the believer yeah and when you when you're at your job whether you're with your friends or even even in some churches you know what i mean if you stand up for what really what the bible says you're marked out as religious as legalist as a legalist and and you're painting it out to be just a person that does not have the holy spirit but you're just uh, just a religious person you just fill yourself with head knowledge and that's how you have you don't let the spirit guide you because the spirit really were to guide you he will guide you in all love and acceptance for all people mm-hmm. and i tell you that's a, a lie from the pits of hell itself because why watch it let's get down to the root real quick of of the source of all this do you guys know who alistair crowley is nope no so he's a guy from Born in the 18, late 1800s, up, he died up in the early 1920s, 30s or something like that. But he, he, is a, he was a Satanist. He basically has the origins in Satanism. And his main thing, his main model was 
do what thou wilt. He really worshipped Satan and really called upon demons and stuff. He was a pedophile. He, was, he did witchcraft. And that he received from Satan himself, do what thou wilt. Meaning do whatever you want to do. And that's the message of today's culture. Do, you can do whatever you want to do. I, th- I think it starts all the way from the beginning. I mean, now, of course, it comes down. If you want to get real deep with yeah, it, no, let's go back to the book of Genesis where, where, where yeah. Satan said to Eve, you will be as gods. He's even known as the deceiver. Yeah. Well, that's really OK. OK. The, the, all right. All right. That's where it all started. If you want to get specific, then, yeah, that's where it really it, started. It's funny because the way I, I always I've seen it as far as like deception and, and, and deceiving because obviously we can't see Satan, you know. He, he's we we don't see him. He, he's not. Hey, what's up behind that, you? That is right. What? Unless you are him. <laughs> no, but um, the way I I have pictured it has anyone have you guys seen the movie Wonder Woman? Yeah. yeah. You know how at the end how you find out who Ares really is. Oh yeah. It's actually that guy. Yeah. But then it does a flashback of how he prompted. To do his yeah. work through those other people and how he whispered in their ears, though it didn't show him in the first scenes, but the first time, yeah, and the second time when it flashed back to those scenes again, but it shows him there. That's how I feel like saying it is like 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 throwing those deceptive like like thoughts in the heads and and and, and trying to uh, orchestrate a way to bring about his things. Yeah, and then so like when we see that even just in today's culture and just how things shift and how 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 even just coming to today. With with this whole um, LGBTQ LM, I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, that, so that is pushing yeah. the school systems and so saying that's what he told Eve. It's oh, so much that you can get from that story, dude. Oh my goodness! But he said, you know, he tried to 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 question, get Eve to question God's word. And that that's what the they're doing to to mm-hmm. that's what the world is doing to us, trying to get us to question God's word, telling us to eat of that forbidden fruit, telling us that you can be as gods, you can you can you are the master of your own destiny. It's up to you to do what you have to do to be happy in this world, and it, it might seem acceptable and like a good message, but in the origins is, is demonic in origins. Yeah. And that's 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 even what in the New Testament says that it will um, there'll be uh, doctrines of demons, but it won't be straight out. You know the title of a demonic teaching. It will be covered. It will yeah. deny the deity of Christ. It will emphasize human. Uh, it will de 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 deify. Christ and deify man. It will bring it will bring Christ down as a regular man, not 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 God Himself, not God in the flesh, but just a man empowered by the Holy Spirit. And since He was, you are too. You are a man empowered by the Holy Spirit, so you can be as gods. So that that that's that's what's going on in in mega churches. And they're feeding into the lie that the world is telling us. Also, the world is trying to, to, to convince us to, to reject scripture and just be led of our, our own voices, our own hearing by ourselves. 
apart from the word of God. And yet we have culture from hitting us from every which way, TV, media, news, YouTube, to getting us, filling us with these, you know, teachings of, of anti-God and that we wonder when we're, we're not praying, we're not reading. I have so much anxiety. I'm so depressed. And then you wonder why. Because you're not abiding in Christ. You're not remaining in Christ. If indeed God the Holy Spirit has worked in your life, there will be evidence of it. You will walk in power of the Holy Spirit and nothing of this world will be able to conquer you. Victor. Yes. Sorry. It looked like, hold on, before you continue, it looked like he's been waiting to share a scripture. <laughs> no, no, not share a scripture, but I'm just meditating on everything that you're saying because we're, we're, we're basically talking about the end times. And, uh, we are in the end times. And yeah, that's what we're talking yeah. about right here. And uh, no, just so many um, scriptures come to mind. And, and honestly, during these end times, my heart is out there for the believer, whether he, it's the weak one or the strong one. My heart is to encourage the believer, especially during these times. And a couple of scriptures come to mind. And me, I'd say for uh, you, believer, who is listening right now, it's going to take a certain boldness to to be a Christian during these times. And just like how Seven says uh, in one of his raps, he says, um, how are you going to thrive off the line? You can't even survive without Facebook. In other words, how are you going to do? Um, want to do the will of God? How are you going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit? If your mind, your focus is all, always on social media and just like you mentioned right now, because it's going to take a certain bonus, just like Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego, who had to stand up during those times, during that culture that Nebuchadnezzar said to the statue, you're going to bow down when you hear the horn, you have to bow down. But they stood up and said, no, we're not going to bow down to this. Um, even if our God does not show up, we're still not going to bow. They had that certain boldness. And that's... To, uh, mm-hmm. to carry it out. They said, even if God doesn't show, show up, we know he already, he already wins at the end, in other words. And when you're going through those times, even when you're gonna, we're going to get persecuted, we have to follow the example of Jesus because he said, just like I'm being persecuted, you're going to be persecuted also. So he's saying, basically, get ready because you are going to go through this just as I am because we are not of this world. And uh, just like... Uh, the, the scripture that I shared with in Colossians, we're not of this world where we're going to go to a better place, but it's not here. Yeah. This world is going down. And if you want to be a part of this world, you're going down with it. Hmm. And so you have to be bold during this time. So you're talking about being empowered by the Holy Spirit. What, what did Jesus say? Wait to, to uh-huh. receive the gift of my Father. Wait patiently. Wait. You have to get into prayer and be empowered by the Holy Spirit, especially during these times. Revelation says, strengthen what remains and is about to die or else I'm going to remove your place. Yeah. This is during these times, you have to have a certain boldness, and that's only through the power of God. So Christian, abide in Christ. This is really important. Mm-hmm. This is what, because you said, oh, it looks like yes, this is what's been on my mind ever since you've been talking. I've been meditating on us, and you, you have to get ready. Scripture says also, not not by strength nor by might, but, but by, by my spirit, spirit says the Lord. Lord. Yeah, and that's the Lord speaking. That by my spirit you're gonna be able to endure. That's that's what's um that's what I've been meditating on. 
Look, looking back at even just the, the Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and even just Daniel, and how both times they were tested, and, and they stood for, 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 for their God. They stood, they stood up and, for the one true God. And, and in doing so, you know, we as Christians may think that, you know, um, we, we have to go with whatever was happening around us just to win people over. That, that by compromising or, yeah. or loving them or accepting of them, that, that by that way we'll win them over. But in fact, if you look at both of those instances that you brought up, they won them over when they stood up for the truth. Yes. They yeah. won over the king by standing for the truth. Why? Because when, Nebuch- when, when, um, I'm sorry, when Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego went through the fire, they came out. And what did the king say? He said, he said that, uh, what well, he said. He gave glory to God. He says, yes. their God is the one true God. Your God is mm. the one true God. And even going into um, Daniel, when, when, when he was getting put into lion's den, because of, of, of standing for their God, the one true God, even the king recognized and, and felt sorrowful because his friend is going through this, because, his, because he knew his friend would stand for the truth. And even when he coming out, gave glory to God. Yeah. And we think that, you know, if, if we just stay low, we just love on people all the time, not, not be bold in our I don't want to judge nobody, truth, you know what I mean? Not judging people, yeah. not trying to bring correction. We feel like by that way, we'll win them over. I don't want to argue fact, with nobody or debate nobody, you know. But in so. fact, the other way is true. But when we stand in the truth, when we stand firm and, and not waver, when, when we endure, that will win the people over. Yeah. If anything, Amen. That, that's how God will use us in that way. Some heavy stuff, man. Uh, believer, get into your word. And I'd just like to close out with this right here. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will they also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. But when the helper comes, whom I will send you to you from the father, the spirit of truth, who proceeds from the father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witnesses, will be witnesses because you have been with me from the beginning. And that is a word that is being spoken to us today. So lastly, that speaks wanna, for itself right there. So yeah, just encourage. And as always, we this is for the the edification of the saints. We are here only to edify and yeah. and to just encourage you as believers, if you're a new believer, maybe you've been in the faith for a number of years, to continue not grow weary, as Jesus would say. And to just abide, continue yeah. to abide. Don't be afraid to stand up for righteousness. Don't be afraid to say, no, I don't do that because I'm a Christian. 
it's okay to say no to things that are not godly, to things that don't um, mm-hmm. are not about the word of God. It's okay to refrain from things. It's okay to do to not do certain things that the world seems to be okay with. You're not a legalist. You're not religious. You're righteous. That's what you are. You stand up for the righteousness of Christ. And and there will be a great reward for you in heaven when you stand up for the truth, when you stand up for the gospel. And, uh, yeah, man. What you guys say? Uh, I have to close out with this again. Uh, my heart's always for the believer, encouraging the believer. Um, just Revelation says that the vow continue to be vowed, that the righteous continue to be righteous. Uh, during these times, uh, you you really got to decide which side you're on. You can't be on the fence anymore. Yeah. You're either righteous or you're, you're vowed, but even if it, the whole world around you is not serving God, you stand up for God and you serve God. Yeah. And just um, um, how, how Revelation closes up, amen, come Lord Jesus. Come that anybody Lord Jesus, hears, yeah. say, hears say this, come Lord Jesus, that everybody says come, yes, and it says yes, come Lord Jesus. That's that. That's how I want to encourage you to, to have that same spirit in mind, that the vow continue to be violated, the righteous continue to be righteous, and you wait patiently for the Lord. Amen. Amen. So this is Reformed Rasa. Don't forget to like, to subscribe, to share. Tell the world, we'll be here. <laughs> and I would even if if you guys were interested in this podcast, let us know. Yeah. In the review. And then even too on our re- at our email at reformrasa at gmail.com. Email us what what scriptures maybe came to your mind about this yeah. topic about endurance. Maybe even just email us on maybe another topic you would like us to touch on to go over and, 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 and maybe just hear yeah. what, what we have to say yeah. as far as what the Bible says about it. If you just um, want to express yourself or whatever, man, we're, we're here. Man. That's what we're here for, edification of the saints. Gracias for enduring with us, pun intended. And <laughs> until next time, may God be glorified through the edification of the saints. Amen. And uh, thank you so much. Reform Rasa out. Arato Vato. Gracias. This is for the Rasa.